Hi everybody, Shay Cormack here, your Friday night DM. I want to talk again uh, this morning about lethality, old school gaming and 5th edition. Now I've done a previous podcast about the importance of um, increasing the lethality of your game. That's a real precept of old school gaming. Um, characters and players were always um, weak in the face of their foes and we want to keep it that way because that's rock and roll and that's kick ass. So if you've already been convinced that you want a more lethal game um, with your players on their toes, having to think carefully about whether they're going to rush ahead or split the party or any of the decisions they make as they delve into underground passages deep beneath the earth, um, then this is the podcast for you to be listening to. Now one of the problems faced by a 5th edition's Dungeons and Dragons Dungeon Master is that 5th edition has really strayed those early roots of uh, Dungeons and Dragons where players were weak and monsters were strong. Now players are virtually superheroes by the time they um, get into that kind of second tier of play. Once they get past 5th level they get very difficult to take down and uh, the chance of actually dying is so low. You can get knocked unconscious or reduced to zero hit points, be down on the ground bleeding, and you know, you've got at least two or three rounds, if not four or five rounds, um, up your sleeve where someone can heal you and you can regain consciousness, stand straight back up and re rejoin the fight. So that it's a very unrealistic part of DD, although to be fair, Dungeons and Dragons is a fantasy game, it's not about realism per se. Um, but we can get it, make it a little bit more nitty gritty and a little bit more interesting um, by adapting some of the additional or optional rules in the Dungeon Master's Guide for 5th edition, and then just beefing them up a little bit, personalizing them a little bit. The additional rule or optional rule I'm speaking about is the option to use lingering injuries um, when people are se se uh, take severe damage or uh, reduced to zero. Now, I started using these lingering injury tables a little while ago, and I quickly discovered that the lingering injuries in the Dungeon Master's Guide are very weak. Uh, most of them can be healed with spells, not even high-level spells, and uh, so it just takes out the whole point because if, one, if a level one spell slot is all you need to recover from your lingering injury, that's, that's no cost, that's no tax on the players, it's not interesting. So what I developed um, just recently, and I'm sure it needs to be refined and changed again, is I made my own lingering injury table. And I made three lingering injury tables. I made my first lingering injury table um, a table that you roll on. If you're reduced to zero, but you recover um, and are healed before you have any failed death saves. So this is the, the lightest of lingering injuries that your character is going to carry on with. And um, things that you might encounter on this table would be uh, you have memory loss and you lose some skills and proficiencies from your character and they can't be regained unless you sacrifice your next opportunity to level up. Uh, or you might lose an important finger and uh, your, all your ranged attacks from now on are at a minus two. Again, you might, uh, if you seem deem it worthy, you might sacrifice your next level up to heal that. Now, some players are going to say, well, I want to use this, you know, 
fifth level or sixth level healing spell, you know, to regrow my finger. Well, to them I say, no, you can't. Um, there's something specific and uh, special about this wound that means it cannot be healed. This wound is too cool to be healed. Now, that's part of why we want the lingering injuries because characters with missing fingers, missing eyes, huge facial scars, that's another one of them. Uh, you know, the huge facial scar gives you disadvantage on um, all charisma checks except for intimidation checks. Who doesn't want that scar? So these lingering injuries, not only are they going to tax the players and make them a little bit weaker, I mean, they're still like fifth level characters. Uh, taking a minus two on their, um, on their attack roll isn't uh, the worst thing in the world that can happen to them. So we're, we're just making them a little bit more weak, but we're giving them a great opportunity to role play into their injuries. Now, if you're on the ground with zero hit points and you fail a death save, and then someone heals you and you get up, you roll on the second table, and these are more serious injuries. This is where you're like gonna lose an arm, um, or lose an eye, um, or have some kind of lingering wound, like an unhealing wound, that's gonna cause you to have a permanent minus four um, to your constitution. La in last night's game, someone went down a couple of times. The first time they went down um, under a heap of skeletal lions, uh, they were quickly healed and they stood up. Got, they came away reasonably unscathed, just some gnarly facial scars. The battle continued and they went down again under a pile of lions and this time they failed um, two death saves before they got up and I was very kind to them since they'd already had one lingering injury and I let them roll on the one death failed death save table and in which case it was a great result they got a massive scar tissue that re uh, reduced their dexterity by another by minus four to their dexterity stat and so we'd already described the scarring um, from the lines that had ripped out her throat to be like a massive scar tissue over her throat and neck uh, make disfiguring her uh, just actually it was a male character and then when we talked about the massive scar tissue that was um, tightening her skin and joints and making it it's a female player but a male character so i keep sw switching between male and female um, pronouns so uh, we talked about the whole torso upper torso of the character being covered in deep and thick scars um, that uh, really restricted the movement of the character. And I thought that was wonderful. You know, now we've got a character whose upper torso and neck and throat is covered in a massive scar tissue. That is badass, you know, and um, that's something that player character can really play into into the future and enjoy as part of their character. Now, they took a hefty uh, beating. I think they're a level seven character. Um, so they've had at least one stat increase um, level up. So minus four to their dex, it's not that bad, especially since they're not actually a dexterity based character. I am looking forward to in the future though, um, when this particular character has to make some dexterity saving throws. So let me get back to what I was talking about. I've got a table of lingering injuries for characters who suffer one failed death saving throw and then I'm working on another table um, for two failed death saving throws. When we got to the table and we started playing with this table, uh, this new table and I actually looked at what it was going to do to the player, 
effectively the, the wounds that I described in this uh, third table of lingering injuries were so severe that most players would seriously consider retiring their character after receiving such a wound. Um, maybe losing a leg and having your movement reduced to zero um, unless you find some other means of either getting a prosthetic or, or crutches and getting a permanent uh, disadvantage on all deck saving throws and deck skill checks uh, might not be terrible for a mage um, if he finds some way to get mobile enough to at least get to where he needs to go and then uh, he just stands at the back or possibly sits down on a cart or on a horse and just carves spell. It might not be the end of the world <coughs> or mean retirement for a, uh, for a wizard or a mage. But if you've got a dex-based fighter um, or ranger, that character's probably going to hang up their boots. Well, they don't need their boots anymore because they're missing at least one leg. And uh, while away their latter years in a nice cabin somewhere um, in retirement and the player will make a new character. Wah, wah. Um, it's awesome. I think it's kick-ass. Now, I definitely have to work on that third table a little bit more and make it, uh, just tone it down a smidgen, uh, but it's really cool, and it's a great way of uh, making your Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition more lethal, more dangerous, uh, make your party think a little bit more about rushing forward or splitting up or doing th anything stupid that might put them into harm's way, and it's a way of toning down their excessive levels of power, because 5, 6, 7, 8, ninth level characters have got plenty of stats to spare, They've got plenty of bonuses that you can take away with them, away from them without making them weaklings, but just making them have more flavor. And it's another great opportunity for role-playing. So I just encourage you, make your D&D dangerous, deadly, kick-ass, rock and roll, and old school, and enjoy it. Hey, have a laugh. Have a laugh when your characters die. And uh, I'll see you back here to listen to another one of my rants.